Welcome to 3R Sports all over the internet tonight on Podcast Boost Network, River City Media, iTunes, Spotify, and my Facebook. So if you're walking on my Facebook, go watch somewhere else and we'll get credit and make money off of it. Philip Dye, Arden Scroggins trying to recover, Geoff Miller trying to recover. I, I'm telling you for once, Arden, I kind of feel, I mean, uh, Phil, I kind of feel good about being the young guy in the crowd right now. Well, I, I don't know about that because I'm trying to recover myself, Randall. I just didn't say anything earlier. So, yeah, it's, it's tougher the older you get for sure. Well, I went, um, Geoff and I took in the balls game, and we'll talk about the balls here. And, and, hey, for the record, everybody watching, that's a monster. Not I of the dog that bit these guys. But um, we'll talk about everything here in a minute, but. Lead story, college football. Down goes Frazier. Down goes Alabama. Where do we start, guys? Alabama loses to Texas A&M. Instant reaction. Let's start with, Phil, I had you up on the spotlight. I should have just left you there. That's fine. Yeah, man, that was something else. Texas A&M last night, they seemed to grab control of that game early and even though Bama came back, I, everybody just had that feeling that, you know, here comes Bama, here comes Bama. They're going to pull this out at the end. They go ahead and somehow A&M just turned it on at the end, scored, held Bama, and got down and kicked that field goal, man. Uh, people went crazy, and I know uh, it's turned the football world upside down right now. Arden, do you assume on Monday morning that the Georgia Bulldogs are going to be the number one team in the country? Yes. I don't think there's a question about it. Even, And I think number two will be Iowa. Iowa with the big win for Penn State yesterday. Uh, but, yeah, I don't think there's no question it's Georgia's number one. Geoff, let's quickly. Has Alabama used up? their get-out-of-jail-free card, and now must beat Georgia in the SEC championship game to earn a spot in the 14 playoff. Uh, yeah, I definitely believe that uh, Alabama at this point has – has. I think they're still in control of their own destiny. Um, I, I think they, they went out from here to go to the SEC championship game uh, and will need to beat Georgia. Um Assuming Georgia handles business and and wins out from there, uh, I think Georgia could kick uh, kick Bama out of the playoff race. Um, and, and right now, to be honest with you, Georgia looks like a better team. Alabama's got some holes and they got some problems, and I think Texas A&M exploited that last night. All right, let's go round one time. Does Alabama make the playoffs, Philip Dye? Right now, I'm going to say no, uh, just for the sheer fact that I think that Georgia will run the table out and do take care of it to get to the finals. Uh, I think, as Geoff said, I just think Georgia's a little better team right now and could give Alabama their second loss to keep them out. But keep in mind, Alabama may not play Georgia in the SEC championship. It could be Kentucky with their win yesterday. So that's a big one next week, too. True. Arden, does the Alabama Crimson Tide make the playoffs? 
I don't think so. As of right now, I'm going to go with Phil on this. I don't think so. Uh, right now, Kentucky might be the second best team in the SEC. But not going to take the Alabama. They've made the playoffs and won national championships with one loss many times. Geoff, does Alabama make the playoffs? No, I, I said it earlier, Randall. I, I don't. I don't think they they do at this point. Um, it's going to take beating Georgia uh, in the SEC championship game again, assuming that, that Georgia gets past Kentucky next week. Um, I, I do believe that happens. They, they just look like the better team all around. Uh, but yeah, in order for Alabama to make the make the playoffs, um, they would have to beat Georgia in the in the SEC championship game, and I'm I'm not sure that they have the team to do that this year. Uh, all right, man. I hate to go different than everybody else, but you put Nick Saban back into the wall. And I like, I like Alabama. Texas A&M lost a hot Arkansas team. Uh, you forget this team was, what, number six in the nation and then kind of fell off. Texas A&M's got skills. It was at home. It was maybe, I thought in my head, maybe a Texas A&M overlooked a couple of teams to get to Alabama. Their whole season was Alabama. Uh, I think Alabama's still right there. I don't think they fall lower than fourth in the regular poll, maybe fifth, but you got to remember Penn State failed too. So uh, I would rate, and maybe this is a good subject, uh, something that come up real fast. Let's, let's go around. Give me your top. Do you have a top five in the SEC? Because just off the top of my head, I would go Georgia, Alabama, Florida. Ah, well, let me take that back. Georgia, Alabama. I guess you moved Texas A&M up there. I don't know. I still think Florida's the next best team. Kentucky, Texas A&M. What would be your top five in the SEC? Just, just off the top of your head, guys. Well, I would definitely take Georgia number one. Uh, right now, I still keep Bama two. Uh, I I just think as much talent as they have, they've got to stay at number two in the SEC. Uh, Kentucky three. I think they're better than Florida. They beat Florida heads up. So I think you got to put Kentucky ahead of Florida. A uh, and M talented. Uh, after that, it's just kind of a mix for me. I mean, you've got Florida, Texas A and M, Auburn. Uh, Ole Miss and Arkansas still right there knocking on the door. But I guess if I had to pin it down, I would put Florida and A&M as four and five. Arden? Georgia, Bama, Kentucky, Texas A&M, Florida. That's a prepared man right there, even for an off-the-cuff question. Geoff? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of kind of leaning towards the guys there, Randall. I, I I realize that you have this this respect for Florida right now, which I can't quite figure out. Um, but they're, they're, you win football games with Jimmys and Joes, and just like just like Alabama laid an egg at Texas A&M, Florida laid an egg at Kentucky. I don't I don't take a team for playing a bad game and kill them. Um, I think Alabama played a bad game. I think Florida played a bad game. Defensive-wise, Florida has as the there is two elite teams defensive-wise. I think they're Georgia and Florida, but that's why they're there. 
I think by the end of the year, Kentucky's maybe a nine and three team. Just my thoughts. Go ahead. I, I guess we'll see. I, I personally think that it's, it's Georgia, Bama, Kentucky. Um, Kentucky beating Florida for me was and, – and, and they look better doing it. Um, Kentucky keeps taking care of business as well. Uh, they, they look good week in, week out. Uh, Stoops has got them rolling. Um, I, I think that Kentucky's the third best team in the SEC. Um, from there, you can, you can look at, at talent perspectives and, and mix up wherever you kind of want. Uh, Florida, a uh, and um, Arkansas, there you can kind of—I I don't know—I can see any of those teams winning any given week against each other. So, I think your your top three right now have to be Georgia, Bama, Kentucky. All right, so let's roll on to the Georgia Bulldogs. Phil, give us a recap of this Auburn Georgia game yesterday. It looked like it looked like Auburn could play a little bit with them, but at the end of the day. Whenever Georgia just kind of went, I'm coming straight at you. You here it comes. You can't stop it. That pretty much looked like it to me. Well, you're dead on right there. Early in the game, Auburn, I thought moved the ball very well on their first drive. Uh, I was kind of concerned after that first drive. Actually, glad they held them to a field goal. Uh, in the second half, though, once it came out, Georgia just establish that run game again, which they always do. And I think that's the depth coming in that Georgia has right now. Uh, they can bring back after back after back in. They've got four that are just as good as the other. And when you got fresh legs out there running in the third and fourth quarter against a tired defense, it, it can make a big difference. And I think ultimately Georgia just wears people down and, uh, and pulls away in the fourth quarter as we've seen it over and over. Arden, what do you think Georgia has to improve on? Well, they need to improve defensively where they had trouble yesterday and made adjustments during the game. But the mobile quarterback rolling them out of the pocket we was giving them plenty of time. We wouldn't get as much pressure on them at first. Uh, passing game, I mean, our receivers are beat up. We need to get healthy, get some of our better receivers back and – Everything, but that's about the biggest two things I can see they need to improve on. Didn't see the game, G. Off, but I'm going to talk to you about something else. I pulled the Georgia schedule or the Kentucky schedule. Boy, could you get a better schedule? Uh, I, I'm going to retract. I, I do think I think I think Tennessee will play with Kentucky at Georgia, at Mississippi State. Versus Tennessee, Vandy, New Mexico State, Louisville. I don't know who Kentucky bribed in the ten, in the office, but really, if they get by Georgia, this could be an eleven and one team. Not a lot left. I, I agree with you, Kentucky. Kentucky has the schedule to do it, um, but they again this this Kentucky team just looks like they're ready to play week in week out. Uh, you know, the, the players on the field can't help their schedule. That schedule's been made uh, for years in advance. At least most of it has. So the I don't I try not to harp too much on schedule because of that. All they can do is get in there and play the game. Um, and Kentucky just looks better doing it. Uh, as far as the, the Georgia-Auburn game goes, I did get to watch a little bit of it. Um, I stopped on the way back from Knoxville to eat and watch some of the game. Um, and 
Georgia's defense is, is very good. I've harped on it, harped on it, and talked with these guys about it a lot. Um, the the one thing about Auburn, and I give Auburn's credit, but Bo Nix at times looks lost. I talked about this last night with Arden. Um, I know Arden said the defense needs a little bit of work or whatever, needs to work here and there, even though they only give up 10 points. Um, spoken like a fan there, Arden. Um, but the Bo, Bo Nix looks lost at times. He makes bad decisions with football. Um, they eventually, in in some aspect, wore themselves down. Um, they couldn't. They can't rely on Bo Nix to get the job done. So I, I think that helped Georgia kind of roll yesterday. Um, but there again, that defense is is something special, and it opens up all the offense that they want uh, late in the game. You know, I, I think you're right. Um, Let's get around to the next subject. Before I go on to Tennessee, I want to I want to take a detour a little bit. I want to go to all of you real quick about the Iowa Penn State game. Now I'm a big Iowa supporter, and I just the reason I like Iowa, I think they come straight ahead football. Is the Big Ten now Iowa, Iowa controls their destiny? Destiny, no talk, no doubt. But is the Big Ten now? Somebody's got to beat Iowa and Michigan. Geoff, give me your impressions of Iowa. I've been big on Iowa uh, since the start of the season. Um, again, that that uh, game where they handled Iowa State and, and in, a, in a big game, uh, they just seem to be doing what they need to do uh, to move forward. That defense has, has been playing really well. Um, that, to me, was a good Penn State team. And Iowa was behind, I think, for most of it. Um, again, I, I wasn't able to watch the game completely. Uh, but I think they were behind for most of the game and uh, found a way. Found a way to get back. Found a way to win it. Um, found a way to move on against the, the number. They were three and four in the country. So, uh, I, I was playing well. That, that defense is strong. Um, and defense wins ball games. I, I think that they'll give Michigan everything they want if they wind up seeing them. Bill, you always have an interesting take on this Big Ten situation, so bring us up to date. Well, I watched quite a bit of the Iowa-Penn State game yesterday. I didn't catch it all, but uh, the second half especially. Uh, Penn State's quarterback went out yesterday, let's not forget, and they were leading when that happened. I still think Iowa deserves credit for coming in there and winning that game yesterday. Uh, they're going to be number two in the country right now. They control their own destiny. They've got the easy, so-called easy route to get to the Big Ten championship. When you look at the other side, you're looking at Penn State, Michigan, and Ohio State, and you still got to throw Michigan State in there too as well. Uh, they all have to play each other, and they all still have to play each other, every one of them around other than Penn State. Uh so I think that's just going to be a jumble. And I'm not so sure right now from what I've seen in the last couple of weeks that Ohio State hasn't jumped back up as maybe the best of that side of the Big Ten. Uh, Michigan, they're doing what they need to do. They're winning week in and week out. Uh, this better be Jim Harbaugh's year to beat Ohio State if he's going to do it because he's got them at home. He's got a good team, and uh, he's going to have something to prove. But I think I was in for sure into that championship game. And this other one is going to be really, really interesting to see who can pull it out. But I'm going to take Ohio State to come out of that. Because even though they do have a loss, it was not a conference loss. Let's not forget that. 
Very good point, Arden. Geoff, handicap the Big Ten for me. Well, the way I see it is, like Phil said, Iowa's got that side wrapped up. I will be in the Big Ten championship game. And it's four, It's a four-team battle on the other side. Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, Michigan State. And I think Michigan State might be the team that wins the other side and plays Iowa in the championship. They play solid team football. They play good defense. They got a very good running back. I mean, he's got to be in the Heisman running right now. Walker and Kenneth Walker, I believe his name is. Very good running back. So, do you like um, – if you were going to handicap those two teams, where would you put them right now? I would put uh, Iowa – you're talking about Iowa and Michigan State? Iowa, Michigan State, Michigan, and Ohio State. I, I, I think all of them – I think you got four teams there easily in the top ten. Iowa's going to be number two. Penn State will probably drop to six or seven. Uh, Michigan's going to be in the top 10. And Michigan State might be 11th to 12th in the rankings. But I think Michigan State might be the best team of Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State. Arden, I think I, – I, uh, Geoff, I think Arden's got my Florida crush on Michigan State, but that's that's another subject. Uh, all right, guys, we're going to jump. And it's be uh, we'll go through some scores here. But uh, local interest, and I know we have two dogs, two balls. It really doesn't matter. We're all SEC fans. One thing we have not mentioned, Tennessee is four and two. Guys, that's a football team that dressed 62 players yesterday. Should, in my opinion, I was at the pit game. Pitt won the game. Could easily, could easily be a, a, a team that, that we should have beat. I, I, I would like Tennessee right now versus Pitt now that they're getting their uh, legs under them a little bit. The one thing I will say, it's kind of a facade. You know, we've won some games. We've had a very soft early schedule. We still got to play Georgia, Florida, us. As in, I'm a Tennessee graduate, so I can't help it. I, I call myself us. Uh, I get on other people for it, but I do it because I still write student loan checks for about a decade. <laughs> How good a coach is Josh Hopple? Hopple, best two running backs transfer out. Three of the four best linemen transfer out. Twenty-something, twenty-five players start out, transfer out. At least half of them are starters. So basically, right now, Josh Hopple is playing with a second team from last year. Geoff, what do you think of Hopple? Well, I'm I'm trying to need too much of a homer here. Uh, I'm a homer. This 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 Tennessee team has had the unfortunate luck of being hit by the transfer portal worse than any other team in college football. Um, They are depleted. They have no depth. Um, The for most Tennessee fans, the names that you're hearing on the field, you don't even know who they are um, in a lot of aspects. They've, this is the first year in my life I've ever had people on the opening day when I went up to the Bowling Green game, I listened to people and didn't know who they were. Yeah, that's that's how it's been for most. It's it's uh it's just been a a, a rough uh 
decade and a half for Tennessee fans in general. Um, and but Heupel seems to have this team going in the right direction um, with a with a lack of depth, a, a lack of 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 everything we've had in the past. They're finding a way to be competitive and win football games. Um, they played with Florida for a half a half a game. Uh, now I know that's just I'm trying to take the best of it with what it is, but again, we're, we don't have the depth right now. We don't have the team. I love the coaching ability that Heupel has has brought in. Uh, he, he he's making this team play. This team wants to play. Uh, if you go to the game, uh, something I noticed yesterday in during uh, during the game was the sideline has fun. They're not they're not over there down. They're not over there upset. They're they're over anything. They have fun on the sideline. They look like the uh, the Braves dugout um, at, at times. Um, it's it's just a different feeling. It's a different different atmosphere, especially without the 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 players in depth we need to have. So I'm I'm looking forward to the future. Bill, the next four games the Vols play or could get ugly. I'm gonna read you the schedule. What's your gut reaction to this? And can Tennessee win a game? Which I guess if they're going to win a game, it would be the Mississippi or Kentucky, but. They play at home, Mississippi, on the road at Alabama, on the road at Kentucky, and then the Georgia Bulldogs at home. Well, that's that's a four-game stretch as tough as anybody in the nation's got. Oh, absolutely it is. And uh, I was talking with someone yesterday. Tennessee's one of only three teams, the other two being Florida and uh, Auburn that have to play both Georgia and Alabama this year. So, uh, especially playing them that close together with Kentucky's. We do it every year. Well, yeah, you do, actually, because that's your West rival. Uh, but, yeah, I think this is a gauntlet of a schedule right now for them. They've done what they needed to do. I think next week will be a telltale for them if they want to get to seven wins they're going to have to beat either Ole Miss or Kentucky, I believe. Uh, to a bowl game, I think they're going to make it to six and six. Seven wins is maybe a stretch, but I think the way the offense has played lately, I think that they could have a shootout with Ole Miss and possibly, you know, end up winning that game. I'm not sure if they can hold Ole Miss. Uh, we saw what they can do on offense as well. So, but I think it could be a shootout next week. But the other three games, I'm going to have to lean uh, to who they're playing in each game as of right now. So it's going to be a tough, tough stretch. But getting back to Heifel, I think Heifel has done just an incredible job in Knoxville this year uh, with what he's had to work with. And I think they're going to go nowhere but up from here. I agree with you, Art, and I'm, I'm excited about the Tennessee program. The SEC is better with a, a Tennessee program in it. Uh, you need certain programs to be good. Uh, a little different spin here for you, Arden. Uh, is Tennessee better off just going ahead and not going to a bowl and, 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 and punishing themselves a little bit before the NCAA gets to them, even if they finish six and six? Yes, if you if you believe that the NCAA is going to do something to you, they've shown for a fact that if you punish yourself and put some punishment in there, that they will go a little lighter on you. So yes, you always want to uh, 
do a little bit yourself to where they'll take it easier on you. All right, last question on college football. Y'all can make your final comments on fo college football. That's a simple question. What did you make of the SEC chant during the Texas-Oklahoma game? I was pretty different. It put me off guard, but I guess they're ready to come. Yeah, I, I actually thought it was kind of neat. Any final comments on any other games you'd like to make, Arden? No, no, no. I just think next week some big games to come. We'll see what goes on next week. There's some big matchups. Absolutely. Absolutely. Phil, SEC chant at a Texas-Oklahoma-Red River rivalry. I, I think that's the first time I realized they're actually coming. Yeah, I think that, that it, it's something else right now. I mean, I don't think right now we realize how big those two programs are and what they're going to mean for the SEC, both coming in in football and all other sports. Let's not forget other sports. It's not just football. And they're going to bring a financial revenue into the SEC like these schools have never seen before. And uh, the SEC already, you know, one of the richest conferences per team. So the, the rich get richer. Phil, what else did you have that you'd like to add on college football? You always have something I didn't pick up on. Oh, I, I don't really know, Randall. Uh, just an exciting day yesterday. As Arden said, there's some big games next week. There's some big games the rest of the season. So it's it's just for me, it's just the excitement of college football. I love this every Saturday. I look forward to it. I look forward to getting up and watching football all day long. So uh, just excited to see what the rest of the season holds. And go dogs. <laughs> I could have done without that last comment, but well, that's all right. You shouldn't have asked then. Uh, <laughs> all right, Arden, uh, I mean, uh, Phillip's going to be back in just a second. He's going to run us through college, I mean, uh, DFS. We're all struggling. I was up till 2.30 a.m. doing a high school game, then went to Knoxville yesterday. I'm, I'm tying my words up, but I'm glad to be back on with a full crew. Geoff, same thing at you. What did it? What did it? What did it feel like here in SEC at a Texas Oklahoma game? And any last words on college football for you? Well, uh, again, Randall, I I didn't get to uh, get to hear that or see that. I didn't get to watch the game since me and you were at the Tennessee game. Uh, uh, that's the I, reason I'm struggling because I come home and watch all these games and stay up half the night and get up at four o'clock in the morning. That's I'm old. That the, the whole chant thing that's a little that's a little strange i'll be honest um i mean i i guess it's uh what's the the age-old adage uh be careful what you wish for um that's almost say to that uh to all you oklahoma and, and texas guys out there uh be careful what you wish for uh chanting sec and want to get in there too quick uh, you might not like what you what you come into um it's a, it's a tough season guys uh, as far as the rest of uh, college goes, just real fast, we didn't touch much on the Boise State-BYU game. Uh, but Boise took care of business, uh, knocked off number 10 BYU, uh, which I think is, is important for the grand scheme of it. Um, and the other thing, I, I mentioned this to Arden this morning, uh, Coastal Carolina doesn't get a whole lot of props. So Coastal Carolina is 6-0. Uh, I wanted to give a shout-out to Coastal Carolina. Uh, I also found something earlier. They're, uh, they're tied in, Isaiah Likely. Um, had 
eight receptions for 232 yards and four touchdowns on Thursday. Uh, and I think he had what might have been one of the best comments to the media after the game. It says, I got the best quarterback in the nation, the best O-line in the nation. The reason we score 50 points in a game is chemistry. Our mantra is to score as many points as we can. Score 50 points and get a burger. I love burgers. And that's what Isaiah likely said to the media after their their win against the Arkansas State on Thursday. I thought that was good. I had to bring it up. Uh, I like, you know, you got to love some of those smaller schools, some of those schools that that aren't in the mainstream. Um, I've got a friend whose son plays at Jack State. And, you know, a few years ago, I mean, they pulled that – or a few weeks ago, they pulled that upset um, of Florida State. So – those kids are put together a little different. So I'm going to throw it to Mr. Dye, but I tried that first. I will say right now, the fact that Geoff and I are ball fans do not mean that our screens are bigger intentionally. <laughs> I have nothing to do with this. Yeah. So I'm trying to balance this up. Dog ball, dog ball, dog ball. Uh, but let's get to the NFL and uh, turn it over. To Mr. Dow. Welcome back, Mr. Dow. I love, hey, I'm going to do what I love best on this show now. I'm going to go be a panelist. All right. That sounds good to me, Randall. I think the screen actually has to do with Arden and I this morning are on our phones and you guys may be on a laptop. And uh, that's what affects that a little bit. Hey, first of all, let's get to an update. We got a live NFL football game going right now, and it is all Falcons. Uh, score is 17-0 right now. Uh, midway through the second quarter, the Jets have a grand total of 39 yards so far in this game. So, and a couple turnovers. Uh, Atlanta was driving just now, but his uh, completion to Hayden Hurst, and uh, he fumbled, so the Jets have it back. So, We'll see what happens with that game, but right now it's all Falcons, and it looks like that they may roll in this game. Matt Ryan with two touchdown passes already, both to the tight ends, Pitts and Hurst. So let's get into some games for later on today. Uh, may as well start out in Tennessee, or in Jacksonville, I should say, with the Titans and Jaguars. Tennessee coming off a tough loss last week at those Jets who are getting stomped today. Uh, going into a Jaguars team who's hungry for their first win. Geoff, I guess I'll start with you uh, since I see you in that big screen up top. Uh, what do you got <laughs> in this game and who do you like? Uh, let's see. I think for starters, I like Tennessee. Uh, I think they've they've got to bounce back. Um, the the fact that Atlanta's rolling over the Jets and and the the way I'm not going to play that that third degree of whatever game, uh, but they the, the Jets have not been a good football team, and they, they made Tennessee look pretty bad. Um, I, I don't like a whole lot on on the Jets' side – or I'm sorry, my, my mistake, the Jaguars' side. Uh, I, I think you can play pretty much what you want from uh, the Titans' side, uh, Derrick Henry especially. I, I know he's priced up there at like 9000 uh, on on DraftKings, um, but I, I just get a feeling this is a Derrick Henry day. Arden, how do you feel about this one? Well, I I agree. Derrick Henry can have a big game today. Uh, 
I do like the play of uh, A.J. Brown today. I think he's going to be back, and he's going to have a big day against a very bad pass defense for Jacksonville. So uh, my two plays I really like are A.J. Brown Derek Henry. All right. All right. Give us your keen insight, Randall. Uh, I hate this game. I like the Titans defense and I like running it. So I'm in trouble with the three uh, R guys and I'll say it again. And maybe they're not watching. We got 11 people. I hope what I'm not Robbie Davis. I think Mike Rabel is a, a coordinator dependent offensive coordinator dependent co head coach. I really just don't think he has a grip grasp of that side of the football. If I was his coordinator, I would say, let's run 22 this week and let's play defense. And that's all, that's my DFS plays, 22 in the defense. Good enough. Who you like in that game? You think the Titans bounce back? I, I do. I think I, I like the Titans to cover and the under, believe it or not. I think the Titans make it ugly. And that's yeah, what think, I'd like to see. I think that may be close to the total, which is a 48 and a half or so. Uh, I see the Titans probably winning about a 28-20 game. Uh, Jaguars trying to break the second longest streak in NFL history is losing. So I think 19 in a row now. So it's going to be tough to get it done today, though. Let's move on. Randall, I'm going to stay with you to start this game. Uh, Dolphins at the Buccaneers, one and three Dolphins, three and one Buccaneers. I think this could be high scoring. I think there's a lot of good DFS plays in this game. Uh, what are your thoughts on it? I do, too. There's a couple of storylines I like, too. Um, I've never seen Tom Brady struggle two games in a row. Uh, that's just not his modus operandi. Uh, I like the passing game. And, and the key to me is if I'm going to play a lot of DFS, do I trust the Dolphins offense to score enough to, to threaten the Bucs? And, and I do. Uh, I think I do. And it's not a completely healthy Dolphins offense. But if, if you can, if in your head you project the Dolphins for anywhere in the high teens, low 20s, then you, you've got to make some plays. Uh, the one play that may be a little bit off the beaten path is without uh, Rob Gronkowski, of course, with his rib issue. Cameron Bray gets his second start. I think DraftKings may have priced him up a little bit, but I'm not sure FanDuel reacted yet. Uh, I think um, I think I, I think I'll, this is a situation that that I may not load up a bunch of lineups with Brady, but I'll have one Brady lineup. Jeff, how you feel about this game? Well, I'm 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 with Randall on the on the fact that you know Brady hasn't had two bad games in a row. It just doesn't happen. Uh, you don't expect for it to start happening here. Um, uh, there's definitely a stack there to be had. I, I don't I don't know which way you want to go with the wide receivers. Uh, it's 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 just a guessing game. Um, I, I tend to to think that. This might be a Mike Evans day. I just think he's due. Um, it'd be my take on it. Um, on the opposite side of the game, I, I, or the football with Miami, uh, I, I also agree with Randall. I think that Miami can score on Tampa Bay, um, which means that there there will be some offense in this game. Um, and 
I tend to to like Gasecki at tight end and Waddle at, at wide receiver. Arden, your thoughts? I like Jalen Waddle. I think he, he needs a big game to keep this where it is a shootout. I think you've got to go to him. Tampa Bay's defense has not been what everybody thought it was going to be this year. Everybody thought they were going to be shut down, great defense, and they struggled, especially in pass defense. So, yeah, I like him. And like G.I. said, you, there's definitely a stack to be had with Tampa Bay. And it's hard to stack Tampa Bay because you don't know which receiver to take. You got to pick one and hope you pick the right one. I mean, Evans and Godwin both can go off at any point in time. Yeah, I agree with that. I kind of also like Gusecki as tight end play to, this week. The Buccaneers, for as good as they've been on defense, they seem to give up some big plays to tight ends all year. And I, uh, I just like that play itself. But as for Tampa Bay, I agree with all of you. It's tough to figure out who to take. Arden, let's stay with you on this next game. Uh, I know one of your uh, favorite players is playing in this game. You bring him up a lot. He's a rookie wide receiver for the Bengals. Uh, Packers and Bengals, this could be a shootout. And uh, Jamar Chase right now having a really big year. You think he's going to have a big game today? Yes, I do. Uh, uh, the cornerback, Green Bay's best defensive back, is supposed to be out for this game. So I think that leads up and opens up a lot of stuff. I think this game is a shootout. I love Jamar Chase. He's having a great rookie year. I think uh, Joe Burrow improving. I think Cincinnati's got something they're building for the future that could be pretty special. And uh, But as far as DraftKings goes today, I like Jamar Chase, Aaron Rodgers, Joe Burrow, Devontae Adams. Those are my plays for this game. Well, I would hate for you to go out on a limb with any of those, Arden, but we appreciate that. <laughs> Randall, do you have any insight for us on this one? But I just think, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers keeps saying uh, a couple of years ago, he, he made that statement, just be cool, man, just be cool. And I think I think the cool man is heating up right now. Uh, I like getting to Aaron Rodgers in almost every situation. And against a Bengals defense, this is not a team that I feel like cannot threaten the Packers. I definitely feel like this is a team. I like the over in this game, which the Bengals means the Bengals have been able to move the football. So I like the over. And anytime I like the over this much, it really is a stackable game for me. Unless it's a 41 over, um, I, I really I think this is stackable. All right. Jeff, how do you see this game playing out? Um, I agree a lot of that with Randall. Um, Cincinnati is, has been capable of moving the football and, and putting points on the board. Uh, we all know what Green Bay is capable of. This this game I also like the over in. Um, not sure on which side I like to pick my winner, um, but I think it'll be a good football game. Uh, and like like you said, it's, it's definitely a stackable game. Um, it's amazing. The lights just come on in Randall's house. <laughs> the uh, – the, the one play I'm staying away from this week, is, I know he had a great week, uh, maybe last week, was Uzuma. Um, I just don't – I don't think that that's going to happen twice in a row. Um, so, I'm fading on on the tight end play here. Um, but, 
you know, have your pick of the uh, the wide receiver uh, quarterback game there. It, it should be a fun one to watch. Yes, and it I should. See the win. Is it a bad sign and people shouldn't follow my advice? Is while we're on the air, I'm pulling my credit card to add funds to my account because I lost everything last week. <laughs> yeah, that that might not be a good sign right there. Yeah, yeah. Just so you know, that's what I'm doing. That's the reason I was looking down. All right, Geoff. This next game is, as some people say, is just the blah blah puke game. Uh, Patriots Texans. Uh, I don't see a lot happening in this game. Probably. A, low scoring game after i say that they'll have 60 or 70 but uh you see anybody you like in this game at all uh i'm not i'm not real big on this game um part of me wants to i might have a piece of jacoby myers uh in there um i might have a, a piece of hunter henry in there just at price points uh, Henry's 3,700 and Jacoby Myers 5,600. Um, outside of that, I, I don't, I don't think I want any side of the, uh, the Houston, uh, offense. Um, I know some people might say Brandon Cooks, Brandon Cooks. Um, but, but again, I've said it before, Belichick has a, a habit of taking the best player out of the game. And I think in this instance, that's Brandon Cooks. So, uh, I would. I'm just fading him, uh, and I, I may have a piece of Jacoby Myers or uh, uh, who was the other one I mentioned, uh, Hunter Henry. All right, I kind of on the New England side. I like Damian Harris today a little bit, just for the sheer fact that I think they're going to run the ball all day long. Arden, how do you see this game? I agree 100 percent with you, Phil. I like Damian Harris in this game. Uh, I think he's a very valuable play today. Uh, New England's defense. I don't hate New England's defense. I mean, rookie quarterback going up against Belichick. You know, Belichick's going to do stuff to throw him off. I say this is a one-sided game, 20-something. It wouldn't surprise me if it's 24 nothing final, New England. Wow. All righty. No, no faith in the, in the Texans at all today. All right, nope. Randall, did you get your funds in there to load up and stack this game? Deposit deposit confirmation. And I'm going to tell you, this is the exact reason I'm having to do a deposit confirmation. I keep chasing these games that make no sense. And I'm going to chase this one a little bit. And, and I'm going to chase it with the thing we always forget. <clears throat> Give me the Patriots defense in this situation. I like the Patriots defense for a score. I like the Patriots defense for at least two turnovers. And it matters how much you believe in statistics and what is won in the past. But it will tell you if the game flow is what you guys have described. There is a stack there that's a very successful stack. And you've said it already. Damian Harris, Patriots defense. All right. Thank you there for that one. Moving on, we got Detroit at Minnesota today. Uh, a couple of teams that have struggled out of the gate, 0-4 Detroit, 1-3 Minnesota. I see this game myself as probably having a total of 50-plus. I like the over in this game. I like Kirk Cousins to have a big game in this one. Uh, and one that I would pull out right now 
is Amon Ross St. Brown. I think he could be a very low play today uh, as far as money goes and, and could step up and have a decent game today. Randall, how do you see this one? As we said here, no word on Dalvin Cook's plan has been released. He missed Wednesday. He missed Thursday. He got some work in on Friday. Coach Zimmerman, uh, despite him playing last week, said he's probably more questionable this week than he was last week. To me, that 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 means that does, uh, and, and it's more because of my season-long team. I got Dalvin Cook, but in that situation, it does. 90 minutes before kickoff here at um, at 11.30, we all should be looking. I think Alexander Madison um, is a possible play there. They had him priced up last week over $6,000. This week, back at 5500 If you get an inactive Dalvin Cook for 5500 that's a plug-and-play free square running back to me. Um, the week that that Cook missed 26 carries for 112 yards, six targets for 58. Also in this game, I do like, I like, I love, I love uh, Brown, but I also feel like the Vikings needs to get Adam Thielen going a little bit. He's had a good game, a bad game. This is a perfect opportunity for Thielen to get going. Now, I'm going to tell you, stay away. Do not play. Do not play a running back along with Thielen and Cousin. I don't. I hate that stack. So I'll have two different kind of stacks. I'll have one with the possibility if Cook is inactive with Madison, and then I'll have uh, one that would be a Cousins Thielen or a Cousins Jefferson stack. Uh, I won't put Cousins. Madison Jefferson on the same stack, unless it's just a money thing. There's always, you make that stack just because money. If you need a cheap running back, that's, that's, that's the way to go. Jeff, he likes I like this game. game. Oh, I'm I sorry. Do. Go ahead, Randall. I was going to say, I forgot to say, I love this game. Okay. I think we gathered that. You had a lot of info about it. <laughs> Jeff, how do you see this one? Uh, I can't. I can't add a whole lot that Randall hadn't hadn't said there. Uh, with the uncertainty of Cook, um, you you've got to got to pay attention right before game time, um, and look at Madison. Uh, I think that's a, a no brainer. Like you said, it's a plug and play. Um, it's uh, it's it's. I think the biggest part of this this game um, is finding out whether Dalvin Cook's going to play or not. And even if he does play, with lack of practices, he may be extremely limited. And if Madison gets going, if he gets the chance to get to get rolling, then they're going to stick with the hot hand. So Madison may get a lot of game today. Um, I won't add a whole lot more from what Randall said. Uh, I do like uh, the over, and I like Minnesota. Arden, fill us with some brilliant information on this game. I, I agree with Geoff. I like the over and like Minnesota in this game. which, And I think DeAndre Swift's a play for the Lions. He catches the ball a lot out of the backfield. They get behind. They get in that hurry up. He's he's in there. They check it down to him a lot. I mean, I think DeAndre Swift can have a big game today. Well, I know that Swift and uh, Williams both were on the uh, questionable list earlier this week. And uh, so I think they may split some. But Swift, when he gets going, he is one of the best backs in the league. 
No yes. doubt about that, just especially in the PPR leagues. All right, let's move on to the next game. Uh, winding up the ones here early. Philadelphia at Carolina. I see this as a very, very interesting game. Uh, you've got two quarterbacks, two young quarterbacks that have had pretty good years so far. Sam Darnold going over 25 points the last couple weeks. And Jalen Hurts has just been Jalen Hurts in the top 10 almost every week of quarterback play. Uh, DJ Moore also having a big year to start uh, right now. Arden, fill us in on this game. Tell us who you like. Well, I like uh, Carolina to win the game, cover the spread. I believe uh, Carolina's showed they're a very good team this year. I like DJ Moore, but one, and I think this might be the week Robbie Anderson has a breakout game for Carolina this week. He might have the bigger numbers. DJ Moore might get more attention, and that opens up Robbie Anderson. I think he could have a big game. I don't like any running backs from the Eagles. They just the Eagles play Collins just ridiculous. They don't run the football unless it's Jalen Hurts. So uh, I'm not probably playing anybody from Philadelphia, but I do not. I like Robbie Anderson. And uh, Sam Darnold's a very, very good play. All right, Randall. Christian McCaffrey looks like he's going to be out today. Is Chuba Hubbard to play? I don't like cheap, cheap, Hubbard's price point if he's out. $6,000, um, it's it's questionable. And you're right. That's the one I've been tracking. I, You know, I've spent so much time on the Vikings this morning. I don't have a lot on this game. But I like this game. I just don't know which way to go. My gut instinct is to play Jalen Hurts. Maybe naked. Maybe n- none of his weapons with him. Just play Jalen Hurts. On a flyer, um, I just need to know if Geoff and Arden's going to fight, fight over Robbie Anderson all year. That's that's my biggest thing. <laughs> well, I think I think Geoff may fight over Sam Darnold a little this year. Uh, he he's had a man crush on him early this year. Geoff is Darnold going to get it done again? And if so, can he keep up the rushing stats that he's had? Uh, I, I think in this game in particular, and, and yes, I am going to beat that bush. Uh, I do like Sam Darnold and Robbie Anderson today, uh, and I, I think I think his rushing stats may improve because I'm not so sure that uh, that Philadelphia defensive line might not be in the backfield uh, more than he likes. Um, so I think he will be running some, um, but I, I'm, I am big on that. I also like Randall's play is at, with Jalen Hurts and playing him naked. Um, he has been that offense. Um, you don't know where he's going with the football if he does throw it. I think the only uh, – I mean, Devontae Smith's been pretty consistent. Goddard's been pretty consistent. Uh, but J- Jalen Hurts, I think, playing him naked is a great play at quarterback, especially for the price point at 7000 All right. I'm just not sure I like that term of anybody playing naked right now. It's, <laughs> I, get a bad I don't have pants on. <laughs> You know, I, I see a streaker running across the field with security guards chasing him when you say that. But, all right, let's move on. Uh, Denver at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, probably one of the more disappointing teams this year. Denver, probably one of the surprise teams this year. Coming in at 3-1 and one to a 1-3 and three Steelers team. Uh, Jerry Judy been out for quite a few weeks now. 
And since then, Noah Fan has stepped right in. And uh, as a tight end, getting over 12 points a game for the last three weeks. Uh, I don't see a whole lot in this game. Uh, but prove me wrong, Geoff. Do you like this game at all? Uh, I, I don't like this game from a, a, a stacking uh, standpoint. Uh, I'm probably not going to play a whole lot from it. Um, the, the one play I do have uh, is Deontay Johnson. Um, he, he's been consistent. He's been good. Um, he's always there for the bailout for, for uh, Pittsburgh. So I, I, I like Deontay Johnson here. Um, the, the, the rest of it, I, I don't trust Noah Fant because he has had so many good weeks in a row. That's more of a feeling thing, more of a more – I have nothing to back it up. I, I just don't think he can continue at that level um, going into this game. So my only play here might be Deontay Johnson. Arden, can Pittsburgh pull this win out today? I don't know if Pittsburgh can pull the win out. I'm not sure of that. I really don't know who I like in this game. I think it's a very close game. I think it's a very low-scoring game. I think uh, it's a defensive battle. They both have pretty good defenses. So I probably will not be using much from this game at all, fantasy-wise. And I do like the under in this game. All right, good to know, because you don't like very many unders at all. We have established that fact. Randall, you going to use anything out of this game? I'm going to try to avoid uh, this game. Um, one strategy overall, I do, I do implement if sometimes in a game like this, there's not a clear play, and you have the money, take the best player on the board, and to me, I guess the best player on the board may be Noah Fan. So, if something flies out there, I may, I may grab. If you know, if I've got the money at tight end, the way I built my roster is I always fill every position, but defense and tight end in last. And and that a lot of times is to the tight end I can get to. Uh, a good tight end is sometimes a luxury. So, you know, Fant's priced up there. I don't think I get to him, but I, I think he's. He's definitely uh, – I'd love – I almost drafted him in season long, so I kick myself every time we get to Denver. So, nothing nothing for me there. All right. Let's move on to the last game. I'll stay with you, Randall. Last early game today, we've got New Orleans and Washington, two teams that are, are hot and cold. Uh, I mean, you just turn it on and turn it off. With both these teams, you never know what you're going to get. Uh, the only constant that I've seen out of either one of these, Terry McLaurin, he has just been phenomenal. The last two weeks, he's had 27.7 fantasy points and then 30.3 back-to-back career highs. Does he keep that up today? You know, um, I think that's the newest welcome to the top five in NFL receivers. He is right there at the verge of it. And, and my my struggle with this game is, uh, being a Falcons fan, watching Tyler Henneke last week, how come this kid can't keep a job in the NFL? I don't know if it was the Falcons' defense made him look like an all-pro or that he's just one of those journeymen. But I do like the Redskins or the football team in this. In this, I, I think a sneaky stack would maybe be, you know, um, Henneke with one of those with, with McLaren. Logan Thomas, I don't think, is playing, so that kind of takes away one weapon. So I don't really think the other tight end gets the the the, the touches. 
Also, we saw the debut of Curtis Samuel last week against the Falcons. And let me throw this out at you. You figure out what it means. Every time the the football team threw the ball to Samuels, it was a critical third down. As he gets healthier and healthier, I think you're going to see him become that possession receiver for the skins. Or the, for the team? For the team. For the team, that's right. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. Logan Thomas being out is going to hurt Washington a little bit, but those touches are just going to be McLaren and, and Samuel get more. Ricky Seals Davis is just not uh, attractive to me as far as the tight end play at all. Geoff, tell me what you got in this game. Uh, well, I guess I'm going the complete opposite direction here, guys, because I've, I've been sitting here thinking that Ricky Seals Jones is the play. Um, after Logan Thomas went out last week, uh, he came in and his, his target shot up. Um, so they are looking at him. Um, they they had they uh, Heineke did not just throw him in the mix with everybody else and 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 not look his way. He is getting targets, um, and I think at at twenty five hundred. Uh, that price point for a tight end that is seeing targets, I, I think there's a benefit there at that price point. Um, so I will be looking at, at Ricky Seals Jones this week as a, as a play. All right, Arden. I think I actually said Ricky Seals Davis for some reason. But, you did, uh, but that's Ricky okay. Seals Jones, it is. That was just a, a slip up on me. Arden, how do you see this game? Anybody you want to play today? I mean, I. I sit here and hear all the tight ends and receivers talk. Everybody seems to be forgetting Antonio Gibson. I mean, I know he's a little banged up, but I still think he's a very valuable play. All right. Let's move on to the next game, starting the late games. Arden, we'll stay with you to start this one. Cleveland at the Chargers. I almost said San Diego again, but I stopped myself. The L.A. Chargers and Cleveland Browns today. Both coming in at three and one, both looking to kind of take charge of uh, of a good playoff run right now. Uh, could be a good one, could come down to the wire. I kind of like the Browns in this game myself, uh, but who knows? I mean, Cleveland's got those, the, you know, two-headed back back there with, with Chubb and Hunt, and the Chargers have just been playing good ball. Arden, do you, what do you see in this game, and how do you see it playing out? I like Cleveland in this game. I think they beat the Chargers. Uh, Chargers have played good. They struggle with run defense and everything a little bit. So, I like Cleveland's running back today. If they feed them the ball, I think Chubb and Hunt control the game flow. And I think they have a good day. And I'm not going to take Cleveland's defense. But we're gonna they've been playing really good against good offenses. And we're gonna see where Cleveland's defense stands after today. All right. Randall, I know I just seem to have a feeling you might have a couple of plays in this game. Let me throw out a little one little chunk though. I say I like Cleveland in this game, but they are three and eleven against the spread against AFC opponents since last season. So that not boding well. How do you see this game playing out, and and what kind of guys are you looking at in this game for fantasy? I love the L.A. Chargers. Um, I get, I get, I got, I guess I got a man crush on the the Chargers 
uh, in, uh, that that a few has on uh, on Robbie Anderson, but I like Herbert in any situation. I like Herbert uh, in this game. I, I think you know who we haven't heard from yet. We haven't heard a lot from Kareem Hunt yet this year, and I feel like he's due a breakout. So. This game, I haven't got my stacks down. Matter of fact, I have a note for myself right here that says, figure your stacks down. Uh, we all know that I'm stacking heavy on the the Vikings game. But, you know, I'm, I'm stacking this game. I think it may be Herbert and Mike Williams, but I'm maybe not sold on that. Uh, I do like Chubb. And I'm also waiting for – can somebody please take the role as the lead receiver in the Cleveland Browns? Please. It'd make it so much easier on me. Yeah, it would make it easier on Baker Mayfield as well. He's struggling <laughs> to get touchdown passes this year. Geoffrey, you got any type of stack in this game, or do you like it at all? I do like this game. I, I like the, uh, the the Chargers side of it. Um, I, I like Herbert. I like uh, Keenan Allen this week. Um, I know Randall mentioned Mike Williams. It's just the the price point for Mike Williams is jumping up there. It's too high. Um, and another guy that's getting looks on the uh, Chargers side of it um, is Guyton, uh, Jalen Guyton, I believe. Um, he's been getting some targets here and there uh, over the past couple of weeks. Um, I, I think at 3,500, he's worth a look as well. Um, I, I wish I could figure out the, the, the Cleveland uh, running back situation. I don't know who's getting the football at any point in time. Um, they tend to ride the hot hand, and, and unfortunately for, for my year long, I do think Randall's right here. It's, it's kind of a, a Kareem Hunt type of day. Um, but other than that, I, I like I like the Chargers here. All right. We seem to be kind of split on that game as far as the four of us. It looks like the balls like the Chargers and the dogs like the Browns. So, Browns Nick being Chubb the dog pound, though, I guess that makes sense, doesn't it? All right, let's it, move on. It's uh, the Nick Chubb late, factor. Another late game today. The Las Vegas Raiders hosting the Chicago Bears. Raiders trying to bounce back off a tough loss last week, and the Bears just trying to find some type of identity. Uh, Allen Robinson just completely struggling this year where we thought he might have a big breakout year again. He's been over 1,000 yards the last couple of years. He's on pace just to get maybe about 600 this year. On the other side of the ball, Derek Carr seems to be just turning it on when he needs to and having uh, having a lot of big games so far, averaging 12 uh, yards per attempt on third down, which is very big and keeping them in games. Geoff, tell me what you like about this game or don't like. Well, I, I do I do like the pieces of this game. Um the I was just checking something, and it sounds like uh, Josh Jacobs is, is back and fully healthy again. Um, I, I, I like Jacobs as a play this week. Uh, I, I know that uh, Chicago's been fairly decent against uh, against the run, um, but Josh Jacobs is so versatile in catching passes out of the backfield. Uh, I, I do like him this week. If you can put Waller in your lineup, afford to do it. Uh, Waller is a beast. The, the dude is as, as close to unguardable as there is anybody in the league. Um, he always seems to have a, have a good week. Um, other than that, I, I don't, I don't know about the, the wide receiver side of it. Uh, 
it's just too many too many questions. Uh, Renfro seems to get more targets than anybody. Uh, maybe I'm mistaken there. Just seems that way when I'm watching the game. Um, but I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of fading the the Chicago side of it. So um, I'm I'm kind of on the uh, the charge or the uh, uh, Raiders today. But Chicago uh, obviously struggling now with David Montgomery going to be out for a while. Arden, how do you see that running back situation playing out? And uh, can Chicago hang today at all? Well, I don't know how long Chicago can hang, but now that they've announced Justin Fields their starter for the rest of the year, with him out hurt, with them out the running back being where it is, with Montgomery out hurt, Fields is going to take a load. He's going to. I think they're going to see them start letting him run the ball, and that's where he can be dangerous. I just don't know that he's ready, to, so I don't think Chicago win this game, but. It might make it more interesting, and you'll get more of a read on Justin Fields, I think, after today. Randall, looks like there could be some cheap plays in this, very inexpensive, that could come through, maybe get you some points today. How do you feel about this game? I like cheap plays. I just don't know which one it is then. Um, I like Chicago. Um I actually like Justin Fields maybe to open up this in, uh, offense. So um, I don't know which way to go on this game, but I do think there's something that you could get to. Um, uh, Las Vegas is a very good offense, and it doesn't seem like anybody really wants to play them that much. But Darren Waller may be the most productive tight end in the NFL. So uh, – you know, always play him. The Bears, I seem really confused by. Let's see. I really want to see Justin Fields play one week as a starter with a game plan, or I want to see Matt Nagy fired. So let's just get through that, and then we'll talk about them. All right. Well, let's move on to a big game for a lot of people. New York Giants at the Dallas Cowboys today. Two teams going what looks like in opposite directions right now. The Cowboys seem to be clicking on all cylinders. Dak Prescott, 75% completion percentage, which is second in the NFL right now. The Giants are giving up the second most on completion uh, percentage, also at 75%. Randall, it looks like Dak Prescott could be in for a big day, and this could be a game to stack as well. Love me some Dak Prescott. Um, I've been really focused. I've been uh, had a work issue. Sorry if I've been off of it just a little bit, but I've been waiting on these games at the end of it. Guys, the Giants' offense is not that bad. I mean, uh, a lot of weapons out there. Kenny Galladay, Evan Ingram's kind of finding his way back. Um, but the Dallas offense, I knew last year Dak healthy – was on a pace to throw for 6,000 yards. And it, it couldn't hold up. But that offense is still very good. I feel like this is on the same level of stackable as that Vikings game. We'll just go from there. Um, I, one, one, one play I do have. The only one that I know I'm going to play uh, is for some reason – I'm going to play Dalton Schultz so everybody else play Black Jarwin because I never get it right. <laughs> uh, Giov, Saquon Barkley getting a lot of touches the last couple weeks. It looks like he's back into this Giants offense a little bit. 
Yeah, it's uh, he's 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 going to get back to back to rhythm. Uh, I don't know about. I think Randall said the the Giants' offense is pretty good. Uh, I don't know about that. Um, I, I, it's hard for me to call them pretty good. They do move the football. They're they're. I don't know, kind of so so. Um, it's the question. This game is is when Dallas runs away with it. I'm assuming Dallas is going to run away with it a little bit. Um, New York has to continue to throw the football. Can they do that? Uh, can they keep pace with a a Dallas offense in the first half and and throw the football the way they need to? Um, I say no. And so for that reason, my play um, for the day is Tony Pollard. I, I think you see a lot of Pollard today. I think more than usual um, at fifty six hundred. I think he's more than viable today, uh, and that's my my play for that for that game. All right, good little tidbit there. Wasn't thinking about Pollard, but you you may be right. He's going to get a lot of time today. Arden, for some reason, I see you jumping on Amari Cooper and CD Lamb having big games today. Am I right? You're right. Dallas, I mean, the Giants cannot play. Their secondary is not very good. I mean, they were good last year, which and they got the same people back, but they're not doing very good this year. And you like like uh, Randall said, Dak is playing phenomenal. He's got to get the ball to somebody, and that's two of the best weapons to get it to. And uh, is was it this week? Gallup could come back off the hour. Is Gallup? I'm back? not sure on that one. I think it's next week. I think he's got one more. So then that even makes City Lamb and Cooper bigger because. That's main too, and Dalton Schultz to get his, but that's your big boys that'll take it to the house and get more targets. Yes, sir. Hey, uh, real I quick, totally real quick. That. I'm sorry, guys. I don't mean to interrupt, but I just want to let everybody know Amari Cooper uh, is expected to play, um, but he's supposed to be on some sort of snap count or definitely not 100% due to injury. Then, then you go with CD Lamb and go big on him. Good to know. Thank you for that, Gio. All right, Arden, let's stay with you to open this last game of the afternoon up. The 49ers, uh, they're going to have to start to find themselves right now. Trey Lance with his first start today. He adds something to that lineup that Garoppolo doesn't, and that's a run game. Uh, They've been struggling with their backs a little bit to get them healthy. Uh, Trey Lance could come in and provide a little boost to them from what I see. But, man, they're going up against one of the hottest teams in the NFL right now in the Cardinals. And Kyler Murray's just got an MVP season going right now. You're right about that. I mean, Kyler Murray's playing phenomenal football. He's got all kinds of weapons around him. I mean, he's not just having to zone in on one or two receivers. They're using four receivers, a tight end. Throwing the ball, running back. I mean, they've got everything clicking there. Uh, San Francisco, yeah, Trey Lance brings running to this offense. He can run. I think Trey Lance is going to be a good quarterback. I don't think he gets it done today. I think it hurt big time this morning when San Francisco had to put – they went and put George Kittle on the IR this morning. Or late last night, they put him on the IR. You got Debo Samuel over there. You know, uh, 
But losing Kittle there, young quarterbacks usually like to fall back on the tight end if they've got a real good tight end. I agree. I, I agree with you there. George Kittle, a huge loss for San Francisco, especially with a new quarterback in. I'm yeah. very surprised, though, Arden. I thought I wouldn't hear the name Christian Kirk from you. But is this not his week? Have we finally gotten off the Christian Kirk bandwagon? Well, I can't say that it's not his week. Just right now, they're going around. They're distributing the ball so well. I mean, they've got a healthy A.J. Green, who's, if he's still at 3,000, high 3,000, he's a good play. He's just catching the ball thrown to him. He's not having to do it all like he did in Cincinnati. They do have quite a few receivers. You are correct. Randall, it looks like the Cardinals' backfield is a little beat up this week. Uh, Chase Edmonds is expected to play, although he's got a questionable tag on him. James Conner's been getting the carries down around the goal line, though, and getting a lot of fantasy points lately. I'm with you. That's a little confused situation that I'm staying away from, to be honest with you. But I will show you something. I do like, in season-long, buy low on Chase Edmonds. I do like that. I just don't know if I trust him this week. But I will tell you what. I will go ahead and show you a lineup that I had built for this spot. I'll show you that much. Trey Lance starting at quarterback, running him back with Debo Samuels. Trey Lance is real, boys. We all as fans just go, okay, that was a stupid pick. But I believe in Kyle Shanahan, and I believe in him 100%. If he saw something in Trey Lance, if you don't have George Kittle out there, I, ooh, Samuels with Lance becomes a very viable stack to me. It's a very low on stack. You're talking about a stack that's less than 2% on. Throw it out there. Make you some money if it hits. If it don't, I'm not telling you play it in a $180 lineup. But you a $3 lineup in that has, has a cheap quarterback at $5,700. Two good receivers. And an offense now that's got to figure out how to get around George Kittle. For the Cardinals, as great as they are, and I love the Cardinals, and to answer Arden's question, $5,100, A.J. Green now. $5,100. You knew it was coming. <laughs> the Cardinals are truly a dis distribute the football all over the place team. I talked about Jalen Hurts being a naked play at quarterback. If you want to play Kyler Murray naked, he's going to get the yards on the ground and in the air. But I kind of believe it's about time for us to lock in on some DeAndre Hopkins. So I'm going to play some Murray with Hopkins. All right. Geoff, how do you see this game going? Last game of the day, do you have any big plays in it? Well, I quite literally just had all of my thunder stolen out from underneath me going last in, on this game. Um, You're welcome. I, I, oh, thank you, Randall. Thank you. Uh, I absolutely love uh, the the Trey Lance stack with uh, with Samuel and, and 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 that there. I love that. And and the reason being is um, the Cardinals are playing so good; they're going to put points up on the board. We have no idea what the San Francisco run game is, which is usually a big thing. This year, we have no idea what it is. Um, but but Samuel has been just spot on all year long. Um, I agree with Randall. I think Lance can be good in this game. 
Um, so I think that that for the price points are are is just a phenomenal stack. Um, I also like Hopkins today. Uh, as far as on the other side of the football, th- this is going to be a game that I think surprises people from a point uh, for how many points are scored. Um, and if Arizona does what they're expected to do, which is put those points up um, in order to keep doing that, they have to come to the other side of the field too, which makes Lance and and Samuel a, a great stack there. Um, so it's a, again, I, I pretty much had what Randall had on it and my reads were there. So he took everything from me on that one. All right, well, Jeff, I'm sorry about that. We're going to give you all the thunder here. I'll stay with you and let you start this. Uh, Go into the Sunday night game, the Bills, Chiefs. Give me who you like in this game as far as the winner of the game. I think this could be just a classic, and I think it's going to be high scoring. And if you want to play a showdown game, you have multiple opportunities to get multiple studs in this game. Go. It may actually be the the hardest showdown lineup you've ever built. Um, with all the weapons between both teams, uh, it's you can go any direction with it. Um, it's it's going to be an instant classic, like you said. I, I do believe this is going to be a high scoring game. Um, it's, it's going to be, be one we talk about all next week leading into the next, uh, next Sunday football. Um, again, I'm not going to touch base too much on, on the, on the weapons or, or we all know the big players from that game. Um, one of Buffalo Bills play is always Gabriel Davis. He, he gets targets, he gets looked at. Um, and then we know the place from the other side of it. Um, I best of luck figuring out where they're going with the football. Um, just enjoy this game. It's going to be a fun one to watch. Arden, tell me what to expect from Buffalo's run game tonight. I mean, you've got Singletary, you've got Moss. Who's going to play and how are they going to do? I think you're going to see them go like they've been doing. They're both going to get their fair share of carries and everything. They're going to be a tandem backfield. Moss is probably the better play because they get into the red zone. They put him there's the more power back, he's going to get you more touchdowns than Singletary. And as far as the game goes, I think Buffalo beats Kansas City tonight. I tend to wow. agree with you. I'm sure Randall is going to have his own opinion and disagree with all of us here, though, on something. <laughs> Randall, how do you see it? I, I think the key to this game is figuring out what cheap plays to make. And Geoff stole the Gabriel Davis one. I definitely think Zach Moss is great value when you talk about $6,600. Uh, he was inactive week one. And it is a split backfield, but you realize Zach Moss, over the three games he's averaged, 15.5 points a game. The thing that always gets me is when to play Mikael Hardman and when not to play Mikael Hardman. God love him. If he if you if you've got the nerve to throw Mikael Hardman in a captain's position, you can stack that lineup and hope he has his Mikael Hardman uh, five for fifty five and a touchdown, and not his two for sixteen. You never know with him. So I like. Uh, I guess, too, you could I, – I can never get a grip on that Kansas City um, when to play Tariq, when to play 
uh, Kelsey. But against the Bills, for some reason, national TV, it always feels like that's the time Tariq Hill shows up. So I do like Tariq tonight. All right, one more game on the slate for this week. Monday night, the Colts, who are sliding right now against a Ravens team who seems to have figured things out, looking to extend their lead in the AFC North. Uh, I like the Ravens quite a bit in this game. I think they win probably by a touchdown or more at least. I think the line may be seven on this game. I would tend to lean toward the Ravens. I think the ball control that they have is just going to be phenomenal in this game. Uh, Latavius Murray seems to have come on and, and become their big back now. And uh, he's expected to start with Tyson Hill inactive last week and uh, evidently in the doghouse. Randall, start us out on this game. Tell us what you like and what you don't. The only thing that keeps me from liking Latavius Murray is I think uh Bell is starting to learn the offense, and I still think he may be the most talent of all those backs over there. Uh, I start everything with if Lamar Jackson's playing, put him in the lineup. So uh, that's where I start. This game, to me, Arden, uh, preseason-wise, looked really like a good game, a fun game on Monday night. I'm worried the Colts can do anything. Um, Jonathan Taylor? Maybe a shot at a receiver. This game might be one of those where you could play the Bills defense. I mean, the uh, Ravens defense, the Ravens kicker, play one Colt and hit it right. So I just don't think the Colts can threaten them. So I'll, I'll see more on Monday, but right now I'm hating this game. I'll play it because oh, I just put money on my account, but I hate it. Geoff, it seems like Michael Pittman started to get some looks from Carson Wentz, although it's not turning into a lot of points right now, but you got to feel like he may have a breakout game at some point, but is it against this team? Uh, I was actually going to bring that up uh, there, Phil. Uh, I do like I do like Michael Pittman here. I, I think they're going to have to find a way to move the football. Uh, Baltimore is definitely the favorite here. I, I, don't, I don't know how the Colts are going to be able to keep up with L- Lamar Jackson and, and the Baltimore offense. Um, for this showdown lineup coming Monday up Monday night, um, the other play that I, I might look at from uh, the indie side of the football is Jack Doyle. Uh, he has had more targets than anybody else on the team consistently. I believe um, he he's getting looks. He's he's making the plays. Nothing's been real big, but the whole team hasn't scored real well either. Uh, but Jack Doyle has had quite a few targets um, since the start of football, so it's it's a one place I might look for a cheap uh, cheap play there. Arden, the last time Carson Wentz faced this Ravens defense, he got sacked six times. I see that maybe happening again. What do you think? Very much so. I mean, I can see that happening again. The Colts are in disarray. They're not very good. They've been beat up, injuries and stuff. Uh, what Randall was saying earlier, you might want to do a lineup and take all Ravens and one co-player. You could do that lineup, and you could probably throw Baltimore's defense in there as captain and leave you room to get to Mark Andrews to get uh, the big-name players you want from the Ravens to get to Hollywood Brown. And, of course, you're going to put Lamar Jackson in there. 
Yeah, I, that's kind of where I was leaning when I led you into that question. I kind of like the uh, Ravens defense as a captain. Yeah. All right, guys, that kind of wraps up the NFL. Let's go around one more time. Arden, I'll start with you. Give us some thoughts about what you have going next week. Let's let's look ahead and uh, give me some college football for next week and uh, tell me what you like, don't like, and, and what some big games are for you. Well, I want to watch the Georgia-Kentucky game. I want to, This, to me, and Randall hadn't bought in on Kentucky, so this is – Kentucky's talent point. If they can go to Athens and hang with Georgia, if they go in there and just get woodshed and then run out the top. But that game's interesting. Uh, uh, I haven't done a whole lot of research in the next week, but Tennessee, Ole Miss, that game could be just like the Arkansas Ole Miss game yesterday. You're going to see 100 and something points up on the board, probably. Uh, two offenses playing well. Everybody said Ole Miss had a defense. We found it out that they don't. That's two big games for me next week. Gee, what do you see happening next week or just some final thoughts from you? Uh, well, just as far as games go, I was just kind of kind of glancing over it. Um, you got the Auburn-Arkansas game uh, next week, uh, which that is next week, correct? Yes, next week. Should be a pretty good football game. Um I think we all should watch the uh, the Michigan State Indiana game just to find out exactly where Arden's coming from. Uh, I think that would be a good 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 idea so we can get on Arden's Michigan State page. Um, you also have the Oklahoma State Texas game uh, that could be a, a pretty good football game as well. Um, outside of that, I'll turn it over to Randall see what see what he has going next week. Well, let me. I'm going to be watching the Bon Jovi team. Y'all know who Bon Jovi's team is, right? Oklahoma living on a prayer. How they're undefeated, I don't know. But, again, at TCU, I really like next week's football. Um, let's not forget the storyline. Lane Kiffin returns to Knoxville. Riots, renegades, that's going to be craziness. I really – I'm looking forward to see what the ball nation comes up with next week. Uh, Oklahoma State – Gets Texas, who I think just figured out a way to lose last week. A game that not many people are talking about. You know, uh, Cincinnati does not have many more places that they could trip up. They go, you know, they play UCF next week. That's at least one team that could probably compete with them a little bit. And also, of course, I'll be eating crow where I'll be living large, lay the points, take the Georgia Bulldogs, not close, woodshed Georgia by 20 over Kentucky. More or more. I kind of agree with that. I've laid the points with Georgia all year. I I seem to just feel like that Kentucky's not going to be able to score with them. Uh, That defense is just too good right now. One game I'm interested in next Saturday night. Well, two, uh, Florida's going to LSU. We'll see how good your Florida Gators really are. Even though LSU's down, Baton Rouge at night is not a place you want to be. And let's see how Alabama reacts to their first loss in what seems like forever. I don't know that I would want to be Mississippi State next week. Mm -mm. No, 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 no. 
Randall, wrap us up if you would. I appreciate you letting me uh, go through the NFL today. Uh, you can wrap us up, and we'll get out of here for the day. Well, uh, everyone, we got huge news coming to the network. It involves all the shows and getting getting our name out there. Uh, we have already announced we have a Roku channel coming in 22. We've got some new distribution channels coming up. This show is kind of finding a niche following. Uh, it's kind of a little different. We've had to struggle for a couple of weeks. We tried this week on a new network. Great information. The people who love it, love it. Because you're it's your Sunday best start other than uh, than than your team winning and you winning the million-dollar maker. This is a good Sunday start, but um, we're going to be here every Sunday. Uh, Arden and Geoff and Phil are going to take more of the leadership of the program, and I'm going to slip into the background. But I do enjoy getting on here and being able to talk DFS with the guys. And for myself, Phil Dye, the pro. I'm just going to start calling him the pro. Geoff, the struggling ball. And the hairiest of hairy dogs, Arden Scroggins. Good day. May all your teams win. <laughs>